It's time as we continue NFL week one. It moved. I think it moved. I think it moved. I think it moved. It moved. First day of August. Our week one NFL sojourn continues now in Pittsburgh. Alex Fasano's Pittsburgh Steelers. Can you pick it? Mike Tomlin and company get set to welcome in 49ers quarterback of your choice. Maybe Brock Purdy. Maybe not. Doesn't look like it's going to be Trey Lance based on early returns from training camp. So maybe Purdy, maybe Sam Darnold, <laughs> I guess it could potentially be. Trey Lance Trey looks Lance. like one of the worst yeah. quarterbacks we've ever seen. Just saying. Maybe he can still turn his career around. I'm not saying he can't. Just saying it doesn't look so good right now for the former third overall pick in the NFL draft. Ken, this is a really intriguing game in week number one. feel like we're going to have a lot of people on different sides of this game and making strong cases for both sides. Where do we sit right now? Side in total, Niners and Steelers in Pittsburgh. The uh, the universal opener on this game, whether it was really early on or uh, when some of the larger limit books started to open their NFL week one numbers, um, everybody basically opened Niners minus three. I mean, it's pretty much Niners minus three across the board. And then obviously you're opening on the most key number you know, would there be any immediate interest, uh, you know, from from betters and thinking that it should be something different than that? And the only poll that we've had so far, in some cases, is a little bit of interest in Pittsburgh at plus three. And, I, you know, I think we collectively spend a lot of time on San Francisco. They have a very high win total uh, with Shanahan. They've obviously been to a Super Bowl, deep playoff runs, the quarterback intrigue because of last year's NFC Championship game. And what happens now? Trey Lance, which we're making jokes about already. Like, that's really highly publicized. It's not that the Steelers are under the radar. They're just really interesting. And they could be really interesting bad. Like, this doesn't have to be good. It's just usually when you have, like, a really successful coach and a successful franchise and a quarterback who, like, should take a step forward, usually all of those things should lead to, like, more discussion and more bullishness and, like, more people playing on and more people just talking about the team. I feel like with with Pittsburgh, there's just so much going on, even in their own division. That, that's that's such not really happening. I mean, Joe Burrow got hurt. Deshaun Watson's with the Browns. Lamar Jackson signed his contract. They're changing offenses. They win a bunch of games all the time. So the Steelers are just, they're just, I don't, I'm curious if we look back at this number, let's say it closes three and the result can be whatever. The result's less important. And like eight weeks from now or eight weeks from the start of the season, we're just like, man, remember when the Steelers were three point home dogs in week one? Like that's, that's pretty crazy. Even against a really good team in San Francisco, that's won a bunch of games. So a little bit of interest in Steelers at plus three, uh, best guess for where the number goes. We can kind of do as we go through the segment. First shot at it would be, uh, I actually would bet that this closes two and a half. That would actually be my guess. Um, and not even for a good reason. I just think that feels like the direction we're going and I can explain more as we go. So when uh when the Niner when Brock Purdy was officially this was last weekend while you were out and Brinson and I yep. because it was like the day that we had like nine pieces of NFL breaking news I think that was the Burrow day also Brock Purdy gets officially cleared that at BetMGM at least uh San Francisco was two and a half Purdy gets cleared number immediately goes to three um 
I don't know if it, I guess like maybe it'll close two and a half, right? Because I think like all like the people we've had on the show that like we consider to be smart, that might have some market influence or at least like deal with people that have market influence, right? I think they all put everyone kind of likes Pittsburgh in this game. So maybe yeah. this would come off three. Um, I do, I definitely agree with you that like what's more likely three and a half or two and a half, like a hundred percent two and a half. Like I don't think this is ever three and a half. Just where I come down on this game personally, and now it gets into like the opinion part of things, like what would I right. do? I think that right now, and we'll see, like maybe Purdy doesn't look good, maybe he's not healthy. And then it's like, am I ever am I ever laying three with Sam Darnold? Am I ever laying three and two and a half with Sam Darnold on the road? Right. Like, what do you no, think you'd lay like, with Sam Darnold? Not. You think you'd lay two and a half or you think you'd lay less than that? Or you think you'd get? I think if it's Darnold, I think I think the Steelers should be favored. I don't think they will be, but it's a really interesting. I I don't know You're what right. would happen. Of course they wouldn't be, because how could you say that Purdy's like that's? It sounded insane even when I said it. Like well, Purdy's going to be three and Darnold. So the yeah, perception is yes. insert yes. mannequin, and the number should you're stay right. the same. That's the perception. Not that that's reality, but that's perception. I mean, Josh Johnson played in a championship game, and like for like about twenty minutes, I actually thought they might win, <laughs> but not nah, less, like ten minutes. But just. That's because it's the Niners and it's Kyle Shanahan. So I, I just, I think the perception will be, oh, it's Sam Darnold. Like, yeah, the number can come off three, but have you seen what Shanahan's done with every quarterback? Like, he'll just do the same thing again. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know, less than three, one and a half, two, who cares? Like something like that, I guess. And uh, so I, I do think, like, again, can have an injury on either side. San Francisco could be favored by 28 by the time we get to the game. I, who knows? But just, like, what is the average that I kind of expect here? A uh, little bit of interest in Pittsburgh. And it's even if, per, like, I don't know what the Niners are going to do with their quarterbacks in the preseason. Actually, too. That'll be interesting when we get to the games. Like, do they want to give Purdy reps? Are they just, like, going to put him in bubble wrap the whole time? Because, like, they coming play off Lance. an injury. He's played right. all 60 minutes of every game. I think they should play Darnold too, because I, I think okay. like he he just needs some reps with this offense probably. It just it just seems like a good idea. But yeah, but I, I hear you. So I just I still just think there's like some uncertainty about what this is going to be for the Niners, even if that's like unfair. And we should just trust that. Hey, like whoever it is, it's the Niners. They'll have him prepared. It'll be fine. I think that'll just lead to some more interest in Pittsburgh. So, like, what is in the in the if there's a betting market of the betting market? So, what is the most likely closing point spread of this game to be? Three is a pretty big favorite, but two and a half is more likely than three and a half. I think two and a half is way more likely than three and a half. So, just to frame my answer from earlier, like, I'm not saying it's gonna go to two and a half for sure. Just that, like, we're already trending that way. I don't think there's a piece of news that would cause that to stop. And I don't think there's going to be, like, all of a sudden a lot of it. Like, we already know Purdy's cleared. I don't think anything's going to change in the preseason that's going to make us like San Francisco more. If things remain static from the injury perspective, like, it could go to three and a half. And then it would get bet back down immediately to three. Like, I would bet Pittsburgh plus three and a half in one second if that were the number. Just, and we'll get, I want to get, Ken, your personal opinion on this. You better you bet with Nick and Ken on a terrific Tuesday. It move line movement in the National Football League. Talking Niners and Steelers right now in Pittsburgh on Sunday, September 10th. I said this last week with Will, and this is my current feeling on the game. And this is subject to change. I haven't bet the game. I think if it were ever Niners three and a half, I would immediately bet Pittsburgh. And if we get to, like, kickoff and Purdy starting and he's, like, looked sem somewhat decent and it's Niners two and a half, I am going to bet San Francisco. I actually think, like, the perfect number in this game is three. And I know that there's bullishness on Kenny Pickett in year two. And you know that I like, like, no one has to sell me on Kenny Pickett. I yeah, love he might Kenny be awesome. Pickett. We have no idea. Awesome. Yeah. I, 
it's getting hard for me to look past how brutal I think like this offensive scheme is going to be for Pittsburgh. And this is more yeah. like an on-field handicap sort of thing. Like, Matt, blame Canada. And you should, because he sucks. And it's Mike Tomlin's fault for retaining him this year. They run a prehistoric offense. The scheme is absolutely terrible. And here's the San Francisco 49ers. Also, let's get Nick Bosa back in the fold, who's holding out right now, looking for a new contract. But if this is like full-strength Niners defense, I, I don't think Pittsburgh's scoring a lot in this game. Two and a half for me would be a bet on the Niners. Three and a half would be a bet on the Steelers. Ergo, I think three is the perfect number. Ken, your personal opinion on this game, please. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to disagree with you. I... Trying to figure out if I disagree with like three and a half, I'd like this team. Two and a half, I'd like this team. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would bet the three and a half with Pittsburgh probably. Uh, and two, yeah, it, it just, I guess, I, I think I agree with you completely on the two and a half, three and a half thing for right now. Just to like go back to the Matt Canada, thing, like, because you know, like my uh, my off season obsession, right, has been just like. I don't even mean learning a lot like now I'm the expert. I mean like I used to know nothing about coordinators. Like less than almost everybody listening or the same if you didn't know a lot. And so it's just like, can I at least know some stuff? Hey, that seems like it'd be a pretty good idea. That's not how I used to approach handicapping whatsoever. Now it seems like a pretty good idea. And the uh, the theme of whether it's the Play Caller series that we've talked about, but whether that podcast existed or not, the trend still did exist, which is that like, if you were from this tree of like Kyle Shanahan and then McVeigh and all of their assistants, every, it's copycat league, every team has started seeking out all of these coaches and they've all started developing offenses that are running like variations of this sort of philosophy in all, all kinds of different ways and all kinds of smart people are starting to run that. And meanwhile, while all of that's happening an offensive foot Football is like taking this giant step forward in a way where the defenses will eventually adjust, but they haven't done it yet. Matt Canada runs the Pittsburgh Steelers office. So it's just like you have all these teams that are like taking risks and hiring people from this tree and they're developing these, you know, Zach Taylor, who I don't even know if it's a good coach. Zach Taylor goes to Cincinnati, the marriage of him and Joe Burrow, they go to a Super Bowl. Mike McDaniel takes over like DVOA. The Dolphins go from like 21st to fourth last year in offense. And it's just like, okay, cool. What are the Steelers doing? Well, they kept Matt Canada. Like, oh, okay. Like, so, like, how am I supposed to feel about this? Like, knowing that and knowing all the good things that those coaches are doing, now how am I supposed to feel about this? So I just, I agree with you. Like, you say prehistoric. Just to really frame that for everybody, like, it doesn't mean that all the coaches from this tree have to be good, and there's so many of them now. Some of them are going to be bad. It, like, has to be that way. Just everyone's doing something and everyone's pushing the envelope on something that's working and the Steelers are not doing that and they're doing like the exact diametric opposite and not in a good way. So like, it's hard to feel good about that even if Tomlin has a track record of success and Kenny Pickett might be really good. Yeah, so it's like, I, I'm just, I'll just like pick a name and it, and it is the offensive coordinator for my favorite team. Not even the head coach, not even Brian Dable. Like, let's say you put Mike Kafka became the offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm just, he's just one example. You'd probably feel a lot better about this. Now, I don't think the Steelers are going to have like a top offensive line this year, but it's definitely going to be better than it's been in years past. Hard to be worse. You, you love Deontay Johnson, even though he didn't score a touchdown last year. That's bad. That's like just bad luck. I think the variance will be in his favor this year. It would have to be right. We love George Pickens. We love Pat Fryermuth. I think Najee Harris was hurt like for most of the year last year. I think he'll be a little better this year. And I like Kenny Pickett. So, like, there are pieces on the Steelers' offense, things to be excited about. I actually don't think, like, Allen Robinson is the worst, like, late-round fantasy football pick this year playing as, like, the quote-unquote big slot in this offense. 
if you had a decent coordinator, I'd feel great about it. And maybe the Steelers are good enough and Tomlin's so good and Pickett will take the leap that they're just going to be good and kind of in spite of Matt Canada. It's just hard for me, Ken, in week one to be like, yeah, like I think the Steelers are going to win this game. Maybe they could. Maybe the defense will force a lot of turnovers and maybe Purdy's not the real deal. So I, I think, Ken, this is probably going to end up being a stay away, right? Because if we think that the likely scenario is that it closes three, I think that's probably a no bet for me. I think three is actually a no bet. I don't think three is a Pittsburgh bet. I think it's a no bet for me, at least. Yeah, it's it's almost like, do we have something we like wish would happen? Like, do you like if you could if you could say a prayer and make a wish and on on and with no injuries, it goes to three and a half and you can bet Pittsburgh or two and a half and you can bet San Francisco. Which would you prefer to happen? I'd prefer to go to two and a half. I want to lay San Francisco. Yeah. yeah, correct. That would also be my vote. I don't think. Th- I don't think. I think. I the more I think about it, the more I think we're staying three. But yeah, if we go to two and a half, like I just. Oh man, just like Matt Canada plus two and a half against this, you know, absolute monster of an organization seems like such a such a bad. And I know the Bears beat the Niners last year. It monsooned and it was a weird game, but like Trey Lance. Oh man, that's a that's a tough yeah that's a tough bet to make. So thinking more about it. I'll say it closes three, and I don't know what the hell I'll do. Maybe bet San Francisco, maybe do nothing. And for people that are like, well, what about the Niners? They lost their defensive coordinator. D'Amico Ryan's now the head coach of the Houston Texans. Uh, Defensive coordinator is now Steve Wilkes, who's pretty good. Remember, coached the Carolina Panthers in an interim fashion last year, former NFL head coach. And the Niners' last two defensive coordinators are now both head coaches in the National Football League. More at Moved coming up next to wrap up our number one and another trade in Major League Baseball. 